We are so glad that you have chosen to stream this audio, and we hope it will encourage you in your faith and your walk towards Christ-likeness. As a side note, we pray that this audio sermon is just supplemental in your relationship with Christ and in no way replaces the church you are plugged into or the pastor that God has put in your life to shepherd and care for your soul. And so with that said, please enjoy this sermon. We have prayed that God would use it in your life. We, we just prayed for friends who are abandoning those vows. Friends who are abandoning those vows because they don't know God. See, a, a lack of the knowledge of God eventually results in destruction. And wise decision-making in life has to start here with fearing who God is. We expect God to bless our business decisions even when we can't remember the last time that we asked him for his wisdom or thanked him for all that he's given us. See, to start making wise decisions, friends, we have to have a fear of the Lord and go to him for wisdom, which is our second point. To start making wise decisions, we must start listening to God and seek his wisdom. Look, look at chapter 1, verse 33, and then down through 2, verse 8 with me. Notice, notice what the author of Proverbs says here. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Uh, in, in context, this is talking about the call of wisdom. If you go up just a few verses in verse 20, wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. And so wisdom calls out to people. It, it pleads with us to listen. And then in verse 33, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And then we get into chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words, and if you treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom. Again, that idea of listening. And inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Guarding the paths of justice. And watching over the way of his saints. See, if you were here for the other sermons in our series, uh, you heard uh, Ken share some really wonderful things from the book of Proverbs a couple different times, and a couple things that I hope you remember from what Ken talked about, uh, just briefly, he, he talked about how the, the first commandment given to Israel was here. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. It has to do with listening to God's word. It had to do with listening to who God is, with listening to his commandments, to listening to God when he speaks to his people. And, and, and then Ken also noted how, how wisdom is not just something that we can passively expect to receive. Wisdom is something that we have to seek out, which is exactly what we just read in Proverbs 2. Did you notice it said, you know, making your, your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart, which, which is an active phrase, right? There's no passive element to inclining your heart. This is something that you do. 
You, you incline your heart towards wisdom. You call out for insight. You seek it like silver. You search for it as for hidden treasures. And, and, and the reason that we do this, the reason we would seek out wisdom so boldly, so uh, voraciously, so persistently, is because we read promises like this one in James chapter 1 and in Proverbs, that, that God promises to actually give wisdom to, to those who seek it out. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. James chapter 1 verse 5. See, our, our wise decisions start not with making decisions, not with making the right call, but with listening to God and seeking out his wisdom, pursuing what God has to say to us. That's where wise decision-making starts. It doesn't start with the decision that's in front of you. It doesn't start with whether you marry this person or that person. It doesn't start with whether you take the job in this city or that city. Wise decision-making does not have to do as much with the particular decision as with the way you make it. Wise decision-making begins with a fear of the Lord and with hearing God, listening to God, and seeking his wisdom. Have you ever lost something that was valuable to you? That was really important. And maybe you needed it for something. Maybe, maybe it was just a, a, a treasure of your own. Maybe you just really valued it. Maybe it was given to you, to you by a loved one. Maybe, maybe you've lost your wedding ring before. Maybe you've lost a passport or a plane ticket right before a big trip. Or maybe you, you've lost important financial documents at tax time and, and the deadline's coming and you don't know what to do because you can't find the documents. Well, what do we do in those moments? In those moments when we've lost something important, when we can't find something important and we need it, we search for it. We, we start rummaging around and moving things and, and seeking it out with everything that we've got because we've got to have those documents for our taxes. We've, we've got to have our passport or they won't let us out of the country or back in when we come back. And Lord knows you've got to have your wedding ring because, man, if your wife finds out that you lost it again, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> Unless you're wise and you buy the Kalo rings and you just have a lot of them, you know. I mean, guys, let's think. Yeah. But when we lose something important or when we don't have something important, we have to seek it out. We have to pursue it. We have to look for it. Valuable things involve pursuit. Don't you know that from uh, those of you that, that are married to someone that you love and adore? Valuable things involve pursuit. They involve seeking them out, attempting to find them. And it's the same thing with God's wisdom. We, we have to seek it out. And so how do we do that? Again, Wise decision-making starts with this book, the book that God has written for us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through the human authors who wrote these books for us. Wisdom starts with pursuing God through a knowledge of his word, through a knowledge of him through his word. And so, practically, if you want to make wise decisions in life, Open the book every day. 
Don't just open it. You know what I'm saying. Read it. Read the Bible every day. You don't have to be the person who reads the Bible seven times in a year or one time in a year. Just be somebody who opens the book and gets in it and wrestles with it and asks questions of it and and seeks out wisdom. When you don't understand something, go ask somebody who knows more about it than you do. Can, Can I just tell you a secret? This is what pastors do all the time. We don't, we don't just come to the Bible and, and open it up and, and, and just understand it in a way that is helpful for, for others. When, when I come to the Bible, just, just like anyone else, I have questions. I have things I don't understand right away. I have things I need to make note of because it should be changing my heart and life. We have to come to the Bible humbly, knowing that God is speaking and that sometimes it's going to require effort and pursuit for us to understand his wisdom for us. So open the book, read it on a daily basis, even if it's just the version verse of the day. Start somewhere. You know, sometimes Brittany and I don't have time to do, you know, a family devotion, like a couple's devotion like we would want to every day. And so one of the things that, that we started doing recently is, is version has that verse of the day. And so if, if we're a little taxed for time and, 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 and we still want to spend time with God and with one another, what we'll do is we'll open up that app, we'll read the verse of the day and maybe a couple verses around it if we've got a little extra time, and we'll talk about it for just a minute or two. And then we'll pray for one thing. And if you'll read one verse and pray for one thing, even if that one thing is just asking God for his wisdom, then friends, your life can be transformed. And most of us, if we're honest, we can dig into the Bible a lot more than we are. You know, another helpful thing that I've found really helpful for me lately is there's an app that... Uh, a, a pastor I listen to frequently, and then also my beautiful wife uh, pushed me towards, is, is it's called Dwell. And it's an audio Bible app that you can download on your phone. It's got a seven-day free trial. It's only $30 for a year. And it has these excellent voices that they've compiled together that you can choose from that read the scripture to you. And in the background, you can have music of, of, of your choice that they've uh, organized that's beautiful, along with the scriptures being read to you. So this beautiful music is playing. You're hearing God's word as you, as you drive down the road, as you get ready in the morning. This morning, I turned it on, and I just let the Bible play as I got ready. And, and if you'll let God speak to you like that, if you'll let his word begin to shape you, Read it, listen to it. If you'll, if you'll dwell on it, think about it. Think about it with somebody else. Ask for their insight and, and how God has used his word to shape their heart and life. If you'll seek out biblical counsel and advice when you need it. If you're hurting in life, if you're anxious, if you're depressed, if you're angry. If you don't know what decision to make. 
read his word and ask wise believers around you or, or come talk to one of us pastors. We would love to sit with you and pray with you and, and talk through whatever's going on. That's what we're here for. This is why we're in a church together, friends. Is because there's wisdom in this room. As God has spoken his word, as we have read it together, as we have studied it over the years, both those of us who have studied it for decades and those of us who have just started, there's wisdom to be gained in many counselors who are reading this book, who are seeking out God's wisdom together. Finally, we see after a fear of the Lord and a listening to God, a seeking out of his wisdom, making wise decisions also involves trusting in the Lord rather than ourselves. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Here's what we read. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make, your, make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Here's why. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Can you let those words just sink in for a minute? As hard as life is, as much as it beats on us on a daily basis, and, and the things that we all bring into a room like this on a Wednesday evening in the middle of our week on what people call hump day because on Monday and Tuesday, they're just trying to get through them so that there's hope, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Because sometimes your week seems like it could last a year. On days like those, what Proverbs just told us is that Whatever is happening in your heart, whatever anxieties are there, whatever frustrations are there, whatever is going on, trusting in the Lord with all your heart, leaning not on your own understanding, acknowledging him in all your ways results in straight paths. And then it results in healing and refreshment. If you want peace, if you want joy, if you want satisfaction in life, if you want to make the right decisions in life, you've got to start trusting God. And not just partially, not just with some decisions, not with just some thoughts or feelings or attitudes, not just with some parts of your job, not just with some parts of your marriage, not just with some parts of your kids' lives or your grandkids' lives. You've got to start trusting God with everything, with everything that you are. Your heart is the very core of who you are biblically. It's, it's the core and sum of you. Your heart is. It's where you think. It's where you feel and desire. It's where you make decisions from. And what Proverbs is saying is that the core of who you are, everything that you are, has to be trusted to God. You have to trust in the Lord with your, all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding of life. It says, in, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Did you catch the word all? Not in some of your ways, 
with everything acknowledge him. This means your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, your choices, everything is included here. In all your ways, acknowledge God and listen to what he says, and he will make straight your paths. If you acknowledge God with everything in your heart and life, then it's not, it's not going to be up to you to make sure life is going the way that it should. Because if you're acknowledging God in all of those areas, in all of those things, with all of your heart trusting him, then he's the one that makes straight your paths. He's the one that will put you on the right path. He's the one that will direct your steps. See, this kind of a, a passage, this kind of a verse is very countercultural. Because what it said is trust in the Lord with all your heart, not trust your heart. In Jeremiah 17, 9, we read this, the heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? You know what Jeremiah just said? Jeremiah just said that your own heart is the most deceitful voice you will ever listen to. Your own heart, you cannot understand. He says, who can understand it, implying that there's none of us who can understand our hearts. It goes on to say that God is the one who searches the heart. That God is the one who has an accurate understanding of you. So you and I, we we can't trust our hearts, no matter how often Disney tells us that. Your heart will lead you astray. Your heart will lead you on crooked paths. And so Proverbs tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart because your thoughts are not reliable like God's words are. Be, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil because your moral compass is not on point. My moral compass is not on point if I'm not doing this, if I'm not trusting in the Lord with all my heart and leaning not on my own understanding. I can't be wise in my own eyes because I don't know what's best. God does. Do what God thinks you should do, not what you think you should do or what your best friend thinks you should do or what your spouse thinks you should do unless those people's counsel is saturated with this book, with this wisdom, with wisdom that comes down from heaven, with wisdom that comes through God's word. See, God may have placed your best friend in your life or your spouse in your life so that you would listen to their words if they're trusting in him. And, and listening to wise counsel is sometimes a way that we trust in the Lord with all our heart. Realizing that someone else may have a better perception based on the truths of God's word of of what is happening with our heart than we do. Your heart is the least reliable voice in your life. And God's word is the most. It, it, It says this because your feelings are not reliable like God's word Whenever we think about the will of God, and, and, and I, I talk to, to Christians who are, who are debating this and, and wondering about what decision to make, I, oftentimes what I hear from really significant decisions in life, whether it's buying a house or a car and spending thousands of dollars or, or who to marry or uh, who to spend the rest of your life with, 
or, or what school to go to or whatever it might be. Here's what I hear most often. Well, I just felt a peace about it. That's how we make most of our decisions, if we're honest, is, is we just felt good about it. We didn't necessarily, you know, rely on God's wisdom revealed in his word. We didn't rely upon God and trust in him with all our heart. We, we trusted in our own hearts. We, we felt good about something, and so we did it. That's how we make decisions oftentimes, relying on our own feelings. Well, Proverbs is encouraging us to trust God rather than our own feelings. Because our feelings aren't reliable like God's words are. You know who felt a peace about it? Eve and Adam. When they reached out and took of the fruit. They saw that it was, it was to be desired for food and wisdom. And they felt good about the decision they were making. So you feeling at peace, you feeling good about a decision is not the most reliable way to make it. The most reliable way to make it is by listening to God's words and saturating your heart and life with them. You know, we, we use this, I, I felt at peace about it, excuse for, for sin really frequently. You know, I, I've heard people talk about them feeling at peace about leaving their spouse for their mistress. I've, you know, I've heard people talk about feeling a peace about severing ties with, with close friends they've had for years or with churches they've been members at for years because those friends or those, those church members were lovingly entering in and willing to confront them about their own heart. And because it didn't feel good to be confronted about the sin in their life, they severed the relationships and they felt at peace about it. Because what our culture saturates us with is that you know best for you. You need to follow the desires of your own heart if you want to find joy in life. That is the you-centered gospel of American life. Is that your dream and you are most important. Not God and his will. And, I, you know, I've, I've, I've heard people talk about quitting jobs because they had a little disagreement with a coworker when they have no job lined up, when they have no way to provide for themselves or their family, and, and they made this decision based on how they felt about someone else. See, we make decisions based on our own thoughts and feelings all the time. And Proverbs is pleading with us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So, so what about, when we talk about God's will and feelings, what, what about promptings from the Holy Spirit? You know, because whenever I, I, I teach on this, some, sometimes it, it can sound like I'm anti-Holy Spirit leading and, and I just want to assure you, that is the farthest thing from, from true about me. I, you know, I was first discipled in, in a, a charismatic-leaning church. And so I'm all about the Holy Spirit, friends. I, I love the Holy Spirit. I think he points us to Jesus, and I think he inspired this book. And I think that's the reason we go to the book. That's the reason we don't rely on our feelings, is because the Spirit teaches us through God's Word. 
And, and his concern is with magnifying the name of Jesus Christ in our life, in our decisions, in our desires, in our thoughts. And so uh, what about promptings from the Spirit? What about if God somehow uses our feelings? Because here's the thing. God created us, every part of us. And so God made our feelings. God gave us feelings. And so is it outside of God's ability to use feelings in our lives to, to, to sway us in, in a decision-making process, to, to help us and to direct our paths? Is that impossible? Absolutely not. God, God can do whatever God wants to do. But the problem is, is that most of the time, we rely more on feelings than we do on God's words. We rely more on what we wonder if God might be saying than what God has actually already said. And we make most of our decisions based on how we feel about something rather than what God has said to us. If you want to know what God thinks and what God has said, this is the only surefire way that you're going to do it is by opening the book, diving into it, and being saturated in these words of wisdom. And if you do that, then when God does use a feeling or some sort of extraordinary means in your life to bring about his providential plan for you, then you'll be trusting in the Lord with all your heart because you're relying on his words, not on your feelings. And your feelings will be shaped and informed by his word. And so if we want to know how to discern promptings from the spirit, how to, how to understand how God might use those in our lives, then we've got to, we've got to dive into the Bible and understand it, and pursue God through his word. Don't, don't always rely on extraordinary means of God as though the ordinary means of God are somehow less divine. Opening this book and reading it is the most supernatural thing you will do with every day of your life. Because you encounter the God who made the universe when you read his words. And you can trust his word. So, so the best way to make a decision is, is not to constantly wonder. It's not to rely on our feelings. It's not to rely on anything in us. The best way to make a decision when we have decisions in front of us is to trust God and make one. Sometimes he's not going to tell you exactly which decision you should make. And it's not trusting the Lord with all your heart to remain indecisive and never make a decision because you're unsure. That's called anxiety. That's called laziness or apathy. Not making decisions is, is not God's will for your life. Making decisions to the best of your ability as you rely on his word is. It's, it's not trusting the Lord to wait for him to write his will in your Cheerios as you're getting ready in the morning or, or the clouds when you're walking out to your car. It's God's will for you to make a decision to the best of your ability, relying on the wisdom he's given you in his written word. So is it contrary to something God teaches in his word? Don't do it. Not every door is opened by God. I think that's an important aside. 
Because you know what? Jonah had an open door in front of him, and he used it to rebel against God. He used it to rebel against God's will for his life when he ran from preaching to Nineveh. And in the same way, many of us, we have open doors in our life sometimes that are not opened by God, but they're opened by us. They're opened by someone who doesn't know God, or they're opened by the enemy. So not every open door is God's will for your life. And, and the way to discern if an open door is God's will is to say, is it consistent with the book? If it's contrary to something God teaches, don't do it. Is it consistent with what God teaches in his word? Just do it. And uh, so, so what if I have multiple options that are consistent with God's word? What if I have multiple decisions that could be good? Man, you're in an awesome spot. So, so, so pick the one thing that you think, to the best of your ability, relying on God's wisdom, that you can bring him the most glory in. Because your life is about him primarily, not you. And, and the thing that, by delighting in him, that can bring you the most joy in your relationship with God and what he's given you to do. Make the decision about how you can best please God, honor God, and have joy in him. And if you can do uh, that equally in both, both routes, then man, pick one and enjoy it. And trust God with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll make straight your paths. Because wise decisions have to do with walking on a straight path in a direction. And it's the direction that has Jesus as its focus and end. It's not about necessarily the particular decision. It's about the, the way you make it and the direction you're headed and who you're trusting in. Wisdom is ultimately found in a constant and unending pursuit of Jesus Christ. So here's some of Jesus' words as we end. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy. So comfort is not the way to make decisions. The way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard. Do you hear that? Sometimes following Jesus is hard. But listen to what he says. The gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Will you be one of the few as you make decisions? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your wisdom. And God, we plead with you right now that you would give us discernment based on your word as we make decisions. You would help us to pursue your son, Jesus Christ, relentlessly and, and with everything that we are. God, would you help us to trust you and to pursue you and to know that we've received wisdom and a knowledge of you in your word and in the person of your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray.